0: And this is your morning meditation for Sunday, July 7th, 2019. We're going to read from 1 John today, chapter 5, starting in verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is a sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. One who has been born of God, the one who is born of God keeps him safe and the evil one cannot harm him. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true. Even his son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. So yeah, once again, we hear these words that we talked about yesterday. We know that he hears us, whatever we ask, that we will have what we ask of him. And once again, there's this idea that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. But then it goes on to talk about this idea of, Praying for a brother or sister that commits a sin that does not lead to death. Now, the sin that does lead to death, um, there's probably a lot of um, speculation on what that could be. Uh, but ultimately, it's it's this resistance of the Holy Spirit um, to where the person who God is trying to speak to and the person that God is trying to get their attention, has kind of given up on listening. And so there's a sense in which it's not that God doesn't want to um, save the person, not that God's grace isn't for them anymore. God still reaches out to every person, Scripture tells us. God goes after the lost one. He leaves the 99. But there's a sense in which when we completely shut ourselves off to God, we're not listening anymore. And, And that's what we often would, you know, We've been termed blaspheming the Holy Spirit or whatever. And the simple answer on that thing is if you think that you might have committed that sin, you probably haven't. It's only when you're so callous that you refuse to even, like in any way, acknowledge God's existence. You refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Um, you continually harden your heart that maybe that, that you're approaching that sin that leads to death. And so what the writer is saying here, what what First John is telling us, is that we need to pray for one another if we see one another um, committing a sin, stumbling. Um, probably better than like gossiping or, or saying, ooh, can you believe this, would be just to lift that person up to the Lord. We often know that people who are broken and people who are hurting uh, tend to hurt other people. And so the idea here is, to lift one another up to to help one another um, along the journey to pray for one another Um, and we don't really think about that a lot i don't think there's a lot of talk about praying for one another uh, when we see other people sin and that that's partly because it's kind of a dangerous game because anytime we're praying for someone else who's sinning then then we're kind of in some ways we we might be trying to take a position of superiority where where we all know that we have our own faults that we need to pray for as well. And so there's this sense of humbly lifting one another up, both the good things and also the sins that we've committed. And that goes along with confession in the church. It's important for us to confess to one another and then to pray for one another. And so part of petition is praying for each other, even when we find ourselves in situations where we have stumbled and fallen and maybe fallen into sin. Um, And so there's this sense in which um, we're asking God, not just for ourselves, but for our brothers and our sisters as well. Um, The last part of this passage um, talks about the kind of confidence we have as one born of God, that that God keeps us safe, um, that we are children of God, and that we're not under the control of the evil one um, that is in the world. Um, and so there's this sense that um, we can have confidence in approaching God and asking what we need and lifting up petitions for our brothers and sisters because we are children of God and because God protects us. Um, I have had counseling sessions with people over the years who have wondered if they've just fallen into some kind of like, you know, evil spirit or curse or um, and I can assure them that Scripture teaches us that when we are seeking the Lord and we have turned to the Lord, that evil cannot just overtake us without our own will being present. and so there's a sense in which um in this little letter, there the church needs the confidence that that God keeps us safe, that God adopts us into His family. And we are children of God and that the evil one can't just, you know, take over our lives without any kind of consent. And so here uh, the prayers that are offered are asking according to God's will, but having confidence that we are children of God um, and praying for one another, not just in the physical needs or in the good times, but also when we realize that we have fallen into sin.